0: Thank you for listening to the Calvary Chapel Lubbock podcast with our senior pastor, Ben Martinez. Don't forget to check out our website at calvarychapellubbock.church. There you'll find a lot more about our mission to love God, love people, and live radically. Now here's Pastor Ben. Okay, so listen, if you've been with us, you know that currently we're in a section of Revelation, guys. That deals with with a time known as the revelation, or I mean the tribulation, okay it's really a time of uh, when god's wrath is being poured out, but listen into a christ rejecting world, okay One of the most common delusions people live under the notion that there is plenty of time to make a decision about Jesus, and yet the fact is, guys, if we're being honest. Um, we don't know our own time. You go, what do you mean? Well, the time of the tribulation is going to be quite short, but keep in mind, the judgments are going to happen rapidly, very succession-like, right? And this portion of Scripture, we discover that this is going into the final three and a half years called the Great Tribulation. Okay, so for our mindset, okay, here's what I'm hoping. You won't be here. And we're going home soon, okay? We've got to keep our minds and our eyes focused on God. We're gonna, we're gonna go home. But the second part is that there's gonna be a tribulation, seven years. First three and a half years, we have already talked about that, but then it's gonna get really, really rough. Okay? And it was Josh Flotas this mo- or this evening that goes, man. I really enjoyed this, the, this series because I, I didn't know anything about Revelation. And and then I go, I know, but it's pretty heavy, bro. It's heavy. It's like we walk out of here going, oh, Okay? And he goes, Yeah, but God put it in there, so there has to be a reason. And so we're studying in that way, guys, and so we're we're moving into the the Great Tribulation. Now, we've seen, guys, a takeover of planet Earth by its rightful owner. Okay, we talked about that. Jesus Christ. We've seen the seven seals um, of the scroll opened, and with the opening of the seventh seal, the beginning of the trumpet judgments. Okay? Now, remember. The first four trumpet judgments affect natural phenomena. You guys understand that. It's gonna affect the earth, the sea, water, sky. I mean, all of this is gonna be this this is gonna be really, really just amazing. Okay? And then the last three trumpets are called the woes, if you guys remember that. The first woe or the fifth trumpet is a release, check this out, guys, of demons from the abyss. And they were permitted to come out and torment people for five months. And last week I said, think outside the box. What, what could be something that would torment us, like the sting of a scorpion, guys, that wouldn't kill us, but would, would affect our nervous system, that would affect our ability to talk, that would affect our ability to think? What, what could it be? And we, we talked about that. And guys, we've, we've looked right now to where we've seen one quarter of the earth's population killed. We've seen the cataclysmic events happening all over the earth. This is not a time the Lord's go, hey, it's going to be a happy time. Good luck. He's really pouring it out here. And see, last week, the first, guys, the first half of chapter 9, it dealt with the fifth trumpet. And this, as it sounded, here's what happened. These horde of demons were let out of the bottomless pit, and they ran rampant on the earth for five months. Remember we tried to describe them? And and it, we couldn't. It was unbelievable. These are demons. And it's just, it's just unbelievable. Let me just say this, though. In our world today, we see demonic activity, and we see that not so much we see a demon, but we see demonic activity by those um, who we see on TV and so forth. And so you go, okay, so what's going to happen? Well, I don't know how this is going to play out, but here's what I do know. These demons are going to inflict people with great pain and torment. Guys, this isn't a, this isn't a story. This isn't a joke. This isn't, hey, nah, come on. If this isn't, hey, I'm going to be dead long before that, so good luck for, to you all. This is what's going to happen, and we seem to be inching closer and closer and closer to this time. And I think the Lord is sending out a final warning just to be ready, just to be ready, just to keep your eyes on him, just to make sure your hearts are right with God. Last week, guys, we ended our study um, by noting in verse 6 that during that time, that men wanted to die. They would want to die. They're so tormented, they're asking mountains and rocks to fall on them and kill them. And here's the problem. The problem is, guys, is that it's not going to happen. Basically, they won't be able to die. Death takes a holiday. And we talked about how what, that, what, what would that look like, guys? What would that look like in our emergency rooms? What would that look like in our hospitals? What would that look like just around the world when men wanting to die, attempting to die, cannot die? Well, today we continue, guys, and we pick it up in verse 13 of chapter 9, where we see more demonic activity. And if you're taking note, you can just jot this down. This is demons round two. This is round two. This is coming up, right? But but listen, here's a little bit of a difference, okay? In in section one last week, we saw they wanted to die, and death's like, mm mm, five months being tormented. Okay? You got to remember. Put your thinking caps on, guys. You've already have a world that's been darkened, and 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 there's been there's been mountains where there there aren't any, and and islands gone, and 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 there's no wind, and the smell, and the stench, and people dead, and and I mean just uh, plagues and and viruses, and 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 now in this section, a little bit different, a little bit different. You go well, what? This section, guys, these attacks are going to result in massive death. This is what's going to happen. So at the end of chapter 9, when men need to repent, they refuse to do so. They refuse to do so. That's where we are, right? So let's look at chapter 9, verse 13. It says this, when the sixth angel sounded, I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God. Now, keep this in mind, guys. This is just one verse, but keep this in mind. John is on the island of Patmos. God is giving him his greatest revelation. But sometimes I don't know if I would want that revelation. I mean, some of the things he's seen, some of the stuff he has to describe, I mean, it is quickening him to his heart. You see, John didn't say, Oh, well, this is going to happen in my life. I'm cool, man. I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be dead 2,000 years before this happened. He just seen this. And, and why, why did they, why did they show that to the apostle John? Because the apostle John loved people. You understand that at 90 years old, he comes walking up to the pulpit, the podium, and his sermon was simply this. Love one another. And then he walks off. Guys, that was his heart. He was the one always leaning on Jesus. He knew love. And now he's like, oh, my goodness, mankind, that that I love. And he says, I heard. I saw the sixth angel sounded. And I was just like, what? And he says, but but I saw something crazy. He says, I saw and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God. Now, first of all, we need to stand. This altar is talking. That's what he hears. Okay. It's the golden altar. Do you guys remember the golden altar? This is where prayers were offered unto God. And this is so important. Why? Because here's what I want to say. Prayer is essential in our walks. Prayer is essential. Why? Because God hears and answers every prayer. But listen, I'm going to be straight with you. You go, what do you mean? I know that there are people today and even myself what pastor that I I doubt at times Can we be real? But you're the pastor. No, no, no. Guys, there are times that I've prayed and I felt nothing. I didn't hear anything. Okay? And so there's a lot of people who go, man, you know, Ben, I'm, I'm, I'm tracking with you, bro. There are times I pray and I, so I don't know. I don't know. You're saying God hears all prayers and God answers all prayers, but I don't really know, man. I don't really know. But listen, but you're telling me, Ben, that, that God hears and answers every prayer. And yes, 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 he does. Yes, he does. Now, let me explain. Okay. Remember, 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 guys, put that place. We talked about how God answers prayer, uh, how he answers our prayer. God always answers our prayer. But first, let this get this in our head, okay? The Bible says that our prayers are like incense. Okay. That's when, so, so Santos, when you get down and you're praying and you're, and you're seeking God, it's going up into heaven, okay? It's not, it's not just, oh, okay. I, I prayed so I could hear my own voice. It's, it's going up to heaven. Guys, that's the first thing. It's like incense. The second thing, guys, is that is that God views our prayers like like modern-day potpourri, like modern-day scentsy. Mmm, it smells good. Oh, that smells good. Oh, that really warms my heart. This is what prayers are like. It's a sweet-smelling aroma. So, Rosa, when you pray, when you pray, oh, my goodness, think about it. God goes, ah, Rosa's praying. That smells good. That smells good. But God, you haven't an answered it. God, I've been begging you. I've been seeking you. Guys, in our lives, let's be honest. When we go to God with prayer, we want him to answer just like that. Boom. God, here's what I'm praying for. I'm praying for. Amen. All right. Good answer. But sometimes God makes us seek him. He makes us seek him and ask and continually ask and knock and seek and just wait for his answer wait for his answer. And we know that he answers prayer, right? He always answers prayer. Sometimes the answer is yes. Yes. Lord Jesus, I, I need to buy a new car. I need to buy a new car. Show me which car to buy. Is it okay if I buy a new cars? Show me God. God says, yes. Boom. You get a great deal. Woo. Pastor Self, I got a smoking deal. I got all the Yeah, buddy. God's an answer. Yes. Right. Anyway, come in. Boom. High five. Yeah, good job. I like that. Uh, Fellowship. Amen. But then there are times when God says no. There are times when God says no. Lord, I found the one. God's like, no. Huh? But Lord, she knows the Bible. She, God says no, no, no. It's not good not good. I know best. And tell me what we do, Alex. We whine and cry. <laughs> right? We whine and we cry. Listen, we should rejoice because God answers prayer. But he also says, wait. He also says, wait. Okay? That's kind of yes, but he says, wait, 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 wait. I'm working for the greater good. I'm working for the greater good. All of you in this room know what I'm talking about. When God said, wait, and He brought you somebody better, there was something better, a better job happened, God, He he actually closed the door on an area, and you were like so upset and so bummed, and all of a sudden, boom, today you're like, oh, thank God. What a blessing. What a blessing. But He answers prayer. He answers prayer. I'm telling you. And it trips me out. Because I went home on on I went home on Sunday and 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 somewhat a little bit discouraged. I didn't get to preach, but I'm just a little discouraged. And I tell Natalie, Natalie, I'm just seeking God. I'm just wondering why. We have a good product here. We have great worship. We have the word of God. I just don't understand. We've been here so long. And I'm just just feeling down. And and so I start to seek God. God, what's going on? Tell me, show me my heart. Tell me where we're going, God. We've been at this for so long. We're just toiling and toiling and toiling. And, and Lord, please, I mean, I mean, come on. We want to fill the, the church. We want, we want people. And then I, and then I get a call yesterday from a pastor friend up in Colorado. We're just talking. And he says to me, now I haven't talked to him. I haven't talked to him in months. And he says to me, You know, Ben, I've been praying for you, and I've sensed that the Lord is telling you he's going to do a greater and deeper work in your church. And he's doing a greater and deeper work in you. And I'm sitting there shaking because I know this is what I've been what I've been seeking God about. You understand? God, what are we doing? And I said, I said, hey man, listen, we haven't talked. What, are you sure, man? He goes, yeah, I, I just. Are you sure it's me? He goes, yeah, man, I've been praying and I've sensed that. I said, God's going to do, I've been praying for you, bro. God's going to do a a greater work. And I was like, wow. God, was that God? I mean, I I prayed to God. And my friend offered me encouragement. Yeah, Pastor, but where are they? I'm going to wait on God. I keep teaching the word. So here's my point. Here's my encouragement. Keep on praying. Keep on seeking. And if it's no, rejoice. Thank you, Jesus. How many no's could you go, oh, thank God that was a no. Because that would have messed me up financially. That would have messed me up. No, no, no. This is good. This is good. I've had so many people, though. Let's, let's talk on prayer, okay? I've had so many people in the years come up to me and wonder why God hasn't an answered. Why haven't, why won't they answer my prayer? Well, ben, you're lucky. Your, your friend from Colorado answered your prayer. God answers your prayer, but that's cause you're the, I don't know what, are you spat? No, 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 no. Here, here, listen, 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 guys. Let me give you some reasons scripturally. What I found, if you feel like your prayers aren't going anywhere, Let me give you, okay? Number one, jot this down. Sin in your life. Sin in your life. Oh, yeah? You got a scripture to back it up? I sure do. Isaiah 59. Check it out. He says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, nor is the ear heavy, that it cannot, what? Hear. But your iniquities, there it is, guys have separated you from God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies and your tongue has muttered perversity. Do you see that? Why isn't God answering me? Check your heart. Is there sin in my heart? Let me let you in on a little secret. I realize that sometimes, okay, I re- see, I realize that a lot of times I have a rebellious heart. I have to check my heart. Lord, am I rebelling on this? Lord, am I? You go, well, give me another one. Okay, how about this? Um, laziness. Laziness with prayer. Give me a scripture. James 5.17 says this. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He was just like you. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Guess what? Elijah wasn't lazy with prayer. But there'll be everything in our lives to distract us from praying. You go, well, Ben, I, I pray when I go to work. I pray. I, I, when I get in my, I pray. But guys, think about the prayer time. It's five minutes to your job. We're talking about prayer. Dedicated prayer. How about this one? Ready? Number three. This is this this will hinder your prayer. Idols in your heart. Idols in your heart. How so? Ezekiel 14 and 3 says this Son of Man, these men have set up idols in their hearts and put before them that they cause them to stumble into iniquity. Should I let myself be inquired of at them? At all of them, basically, okay? So what is he saying? He's saying, listen, if you've got an idol in your heart, if you are worshiping, and listen to me, it could be something good. The problem with idols is you take something good and you make it what? Exactly. And and he says, if you've got that, and then you go, I'm going to go to God. God's like, really? Let me, let's see, let's see. You know the biggest idol in my heart is me. I want to get on the throne of my own heart. I want to rule the rules. I want to be in control. And God's like, okay, go ahead. And I have to get off the throne of my own heart and say, God, you govern me. See, it's a heart issue, guys. It's a heart issue. How about this? Listen, this is going to trip you out. Ready? Number four, stingy in our giving, stingy in our giving. How so? Proverbs. This is the word of God. Proverbs twenty-one and thirteen. Whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. When we don't give, oh I can't give, I can't make ends meet. No, no, no. We have to honor God first. We give. Well, Pastor, I can't I can't do ten percent. I don't know, it's just it's just rough. You don't understand. Nobody's telling you to do ten percent. Just have a heart that gives let give. If you give 10 bucks in the box and you give with all of your heart unto the Lord, God's going to bless that 10 bucks more than if you put a thousand in there. But that's we got to have the heart, guys. Why? Because he won't hear our prayers. Let me give you another one. Ready? Drop this down. Number five, unbelief. Unbelief. James chapter one, verse five and six, this, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach and it will be given to him but let him ask in faith with no doubting for he who doubts is like a wave in the sea and is tossed by the wind guys listen to me guys when we don't believe oh i don't know how many of us don't believe when we pray okay just me just me you go, Ben, I always believe. No, 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 no. Here's the problem. We, we, we marry our prayer with how we behaved. Well, I wasn't really a good boy, so I don't know if God's going to get, right? Because that's how we grew up. I'm a good boy. I'm going to go ask Dad for, uh, I think I've been really good. And then we even, what, we even, we even just take that even, even more because think about Christmas. I've been good. I haven't been naughty. I'm not going to get a cold, so I'm going to ask for, and here's my list. Well, that's what we do with God. God, here's my prayer. But please don't look at my life, because if you look at my life, you're going to go, no! Shame on you! How could you even ask? That's not God. That's not God. Guys, think about this. We have to believe. Okay, God. Now, we have to be careful, because he says, don't ask amiss. Don't ask amiss. Don't ask with wrong motives. He says, but ask as it fulfills the word of god in your life just like we're going to talk about number 6 wrong motives james 4 and 3 says you ask and do not receive why lord because you ask amiss that you spend it on your pleasures your pleasure see prayer isn't going i want i want give me give me give me give me i want can i have that's not prayer he says man you got wrong motives you wrong motives. These are reasons, guys, that God won't hear our prayer. We have to check our heart. We have to check our heart. Let me give you another one. It's not on my list. Let me give you another one. When you are fighting with your wife, the word of God says, <laughs> when the word of God says, he will not answer you. you go home. Make up with your wife, tell her you're sorry, ask her for forgiveness, and go. That's what the Word of God says. So it says here, back in verse 13, guys, get our minds back on there. The six angels sounded. There's that trumpet. And I heard a voice from the four, what? The four horns of the golden altar, which is before God. Now, remember the horns of the altar, guys. Remember in the Old Testament. Once a year on Yom Kippur, the high priest would take blood from the sacrifice on the brass altar and smear it on the four corners of the horns, basically there at the golden altar. This is Old Testament practice. Then he would offer incense to the God, to God in the Holy of Holies. This is the high priest. Okay? This is where this is where a Nero would go, John is cuckoo. What's he talking about? But the Old Testament, you understood that, you went, Oh yeah, I know the altar. I know the altar. That's what trips me out when pastors, pastors, listen to me, trips me out when pastors go, we don't study the Old Testament. That was then. We don't study the Old we're, we're new covenant people. No, no, no. You, They go hand in hand. We study the old. We see Jesus. We study the new. We see Jesus. But he hears a voice, okay? And this voice from under the altar is answering the collective prayer of his saints, okay? Look at verse uh, 14 and 15. You, we took the altar. Let's talk about the angels. You guys ready? Verse 14 saying to the sixth angel, so here's this voice who had the trumpet Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who had been prepared for the hour and the day and the month and the year were released to kill, look at this, a third of mankind. Guys, this, I was cool with just a hey, I heard the altar, I heard the voice. But I don't like what he said. You see, we see the sixth angel, he blows his trumpet, and four angels are released who are bound at the great river Euphrates. And you go, well, who are these angels? Well, first of all, when you read the name angel, don't assume the angel means a good guy. Angel simply means messenger, okay? And we've already talked how Satan was cast from heaven and took one-third of the angels with him. Guess what they became? Demons, okay? Principalities, powers. Now, these four angels right here are demonic beings who were bound in the area of the Euphrates River for a long period of time. And so the question comes up, how do you know these are bad angels? That's a good question. You guys are very good. How do you know? Because no good angels have ever been referred to as being bound. You understand that? Okay? Now, here's what I want you to see. Remember, only God can bind demons, not people. You understand that? You go, what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, I have often said, if you have that ability to bind demons and bind Satan... You know how we do that? I bind you. Will you do it once and for all? Just do it once and for all. Because again, think about it. Only God here has these demons bound. The Bible Bible says for us to resist the devil and, and he will flee. But think about it. These guys, they're bound in the Euphrates River. The Euphrates flows out of the mountains of Armenian down through, um, and it represents, guys, it represents the land of Iraq and Iran and in, there in the Persian Gulf, so you Middle East, guys, keep your mind. In the ancient world, it was formed in eastern boundary through the Roman Empire, which should interest us because during the tribulation, under the rule of the Antichrist, ancient Rome The ancient Roman Empire is going to be revived. You understand that? Okay? Just this week, now listen, just this week I got a video from somebody talking about Italy, talking about all the, listen, I'm not going to tell you what it is. I I get a lot of videos, you understand that, but it was very eye-opening. It was very eye-opening. Ancient Israel guys had lived in fear from the invasion across the Euphrates uh, for most of their oppressive enemies. Like who? Well, Assyria, Babylon, guys, the Ninevites, the Medes, the Persian—all of those. Okay, but this this very area it, it, by the Euphrates goes even deeper. Okay, this area has been a fountainhead of weirdness and wickedness since the beginning. You go, how's that, Ben? Well, listen, see, it's somewhere in the area of the Euphrates River near the Persian Gulf that the Garden of Eden once stood. You're like, what? So it was the area where Satan first infiltrated as the serpent. This is where the first lie was told. This is where the first sin was committed. This is where the first murder took place, guys. And this is where the first grave was dug. You go, where is it? We don't know where it is, but we know it's somewhere there in the Middle East. So this historic place, guys, right here he's talking about, is going to be the focal point in our last days, okay? It's why we need to pay attention to what's going on in that area. Here's what I don't understand there 's a lot of news going around the world, but we seem to be focused on the same thing, like a broken record we're, we're, we keep you guys with me on this you know what i 'm talking about there 's a lot of news going out, but we 're not getting it we 're not getting it now now listen national news it 's all about coronavirus it 's all about what 's still happening and this and that. But I go to our local, and I say, okay, well, how many cases did we have today? And they go, oh, we're going to stop reporting every day. We're just going to report it once a week. Well, where are we in this? Well, nationally, you know, the CDC just came out and said, you don't have to wear your mask outside. Well, I didn't know we had to wear a mask outside. I thought it was fresh air. You understand. But all the while, guess what's happening in the Middle East? Russia, Turkey. All of these places, Iraq, Iran, there's something happening. Unless you dig for it, guys, you won't see it. You won't see it. So four demons, four demons, guys, are released, and, and they were bound in this area. They were bound. Okay? Guys, look what it says. They were prepared... For the hour, the day, the month, and the year, and they were released to kill what? Guys, a third of mankind. A third. Unless you're a tribulation saint, Rosa, unless you've repented after the rapture, unless you went, oh, and you're still living, the majority of these people who these demons kill. Mel are going to be unbelievers. Unbelievers will go to Hades and wait for the final judgment. One third. You go one third. Okay, what is What does that look like? Well, let's go back a little bit, okay? Because I want you to notice that they've been bound for a set period of time. Okay? They're bound right now. They're there. Right, you can hear the jeopardy theme in your mind dun, 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 dun. we're just waiting we're waiting, right, so what are they released for? Four demons are released, and they're given power to kill one third of mankind. Add this to the one fourth killed in chapter six, guys during the sealed judgment, and it means right now that literally over what over a half. Uh, basically over half the people have been killed. Literally about 4 billion people have died based on the tribulation alone. You understand that? 4 billion. You think we're going crazy now? Guys, it was back in October, November. It freaked me out because they were making makeshift, right, mortuaries at the hospital, Oh, you're like, oh, my gosh. And it scared us half to death. Four, four billion people? Yeah. But here's what I want you to see. Not to mention all those who were killed accidentally after the rapture. Wow. Wow. Your chances of surviving the seven years are really slim. You go, Ben, well, how does this take place? How does this take place? Well, let's look at the army, guys, verses 6 through 19. It says, now, the number of the army of the horsemen was 200 million. And I heard the number of them. And thus, I saw the horses in the vision. Those who sat upon them had blessed plates of fiery red Hasteneth blue, sulfur yellow, and their heads of horses were like the heads of lions. And out of their, their mouths came fire, smoke, and brimstone. Notice verse 18. By these three plagues, a third of mankind was killed. How? By the fire and the smoke and the brimstone or the sulfur which came out of their mouths. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails. For their tails are like serpents having heads, and with them to do harm. Wow. Wow. You go, Ben, what is this? This is one large army. This is one large army, okay? We're talking a big army. This is what he says. Let me let me kind of give it to you, okay? Um, if you were to put it in a square, it would be one mile wide of army, 87 miles long. That's how many people. And you're like, now, let me see if I can kind of connect the dots. Do you guys remember the Gulf War a while back? Okay, all the nations who teamed up against Iraq, there was one million men. That's how many? One. Could you imagine 200 million? This is what the Word of God says. Now, I want you to put on your thinking caps for a second. John. When John said this, he knew he was going to get scoffed at. You go, why? Why? because in the time of John's writing there wasn't 200 million people on the planet and he goes yep it's going to be 200 million man army <laughs> John there's not even that many people you you've you've been out in the sun too long dude you you've eaten too many you know patmos rocks or something I don't know that's great no 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 but think about it because today you ask that question Is it possible? Is it possible, Soph, to to assemble that that large of an army today? Is it possible? He says, as a matter of fact, yes, right? Because it was the president of China who boasted that China could field, right now, a 200 million men army, right now. You're like, no. Here's the problem, guys. Let me just give you a side note, okay? Let me give you a side note. A lot of Bible commentators, they kind of link this passage here, right here, with Revelation 16, where the armies from the east, China, are going are gonna to be informed to fight the Battle of Armageddon, okay? But, but keep in mind, here in, in chapter 9, guys, they're, they're not, there's no reference to the kings of the east or Armageddon. This is a whole different battle, So two times in scripture, there's going to be a 200 million. And and, I mean, think about it, okay? So this is an army of men, is it? Or is it something else? I don't know. Let's look at the description again, but let me read it to you in the New Living Translation. He says, in my vision, I saw horses and riders. You guys know what that is. That's just a vehicle in the army. Okay, that's the vehicle. These could be tanks. These could be, he says, this is what I saw. And he said, man, I saw there was fiery red and dark blue and yellow. The horses had heads like lions. What could that be? I mean, here's a horse with the head of a lion, a big mane and everything else. And fire and smoke and burning sulfur billowed from their mouths. And one third of all the people were killed by these three plagues. Now, every time the word of God mentions plagues, I keep thinking of the pandemic and the plague that we have walked through these past, uh, 13 months. This is different. This is different. And you go, well, Ben, what's, what's the deal? Well, I tried to picture guys in my mind last night, I tried to picture what, what does this look like? Okay, these horde of demons mentioned here from seven to ten, right? Because we we talked about the weird locusts, right, last week, and the locusts had horses in body, heads like lions, tails that are like snakes, and they bite people. I mean, this is this isn't a, 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 a crazy weird thing. You go, Ben, what is it? Could it be? Could it be nuclear? Could it be missile? Could, what, what could it be? Okay, you ready? Ready? I look through every commentary after commentary, and I read this commentator, read this one, and listen, everybody differs on the whole thing. You go, Ben, what does that mean? Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to tell you what I think it is. You guys ready? Ready? I don't know. I don't know. Guys, I don't have a clue. I mean, I really don't. And to be honest, I don't think anybody really seems to know. Listen, and I'm not going to be the guy that volunteers to say, I'll go through that so I can tell you what it is. Uh, You know, I'm not interested in that. I know it's going to be demonic and it's going to be pure evil at its core. Because usually that's what death is. When someone murders somebody, it comes from a heart of evil. Now, I will say this, Santos. Some Bible commentators have tried to suggest that John, what he's seeing here is basically 20th century weaponry, okay? He's seeing tanks and helicopters, and, and, and I get that, okay? I mean, um, but I think about John trying to describe at best the best way that a man living in the first century could. Do you guys understand? He's going, um, this is, this is kind of what I saw. Right. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? OK. I remember when microwaves first came out. And it was the weirdest thing. I, you, I mean, think about it. You, you, you put something in there and you and you watched it and right. you had no idea. But the food came out warm and I was like, whoa, why? Because up until then, it was the stove. And if you wanted to make good popcorn, you got on the stove and you put on that popcorn and you watched the Jiffy thing pop and you sat there for 15 minutes and finally you got popcorn. But now you put it in the microwave. You go, Ben, what's your point? My point is, is trying to describe the advancement in technology and all these things, right? Can you imagine iPods? Can you imagine ear pods? If John were to look at somebody, he goes, man, I saw some white things sticking out of their ears. I have no idea what it is. They look like worms coming out of their ears. That's what he would describe, And you and I go, no, those are ear pods. What? You see, so it's hard to decide. What's he he saying? And you have another school. Another school raises their hand and say, no, 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 here it is. It's a whole bunch of other demon. It's basically, here's what it is. They suggest a bunch of other demon spirits. That's what they are. This is what this 200, these are 200 million demons. All I know is this, whatever it is, it's really bad. It's really bad, and you don't want to be here. Why? Because it's going to kill one-third of the earth's remaining population. Listen, listen, I I was watching TV last night. I was watching TV last night. Uh, Channel 5 and BBC came on. It was late. They were talking about coronavirus in India, how how it's escalated there. This is the news, okay, so don't write me any letters. What, this is what they were doing. People were dying so much in India so fast that they were building mass graves, and they were just dumping them in there and burning their bodies, kind of like that. This is the news, okay? This is the news. The BBC. But I think about this. What 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 what, what, what do we have to do? What's going to happen, okay? Because we're not going to be able to go. Hey, let's have a graveside for. I mean, you understand mankind is is it, what half of 4 billion people dead we're going to bury them guys there's no wind okay they they've, we've hold back the wind there's no fresh water there's no ocean we can't do that the ocean's polluted there's no fresh fish there's the trees are gone everything i mean guys it's it's literally hell on earth this is the word of god and their sole purpose these guys right here guys is to create mayhem and there is no peace keeping operation planned here it's about, it's not about gaining territory you know what it's about killing people destroying lives that's what it's about listen to me let's say you have somebody let's say you have somebody who goes, man i'm going to i'm going to i'm going through the tribulation man i'm i you know I'm not going to take the mark because I know enough Bible that I'm not going to take the mark. Their sole purpose in any situation is to kill you. Don't You don't think they know who's on the Lord's side? Not, not to mention mass destruction. They're going to kill everybody. I mean, they're, going to kill, they're out to kill. But they will know. They will know. Because I got an idea. I got an idea. Listen, I'm going to go through the tribulation, so I'm going to buy a piece of land, I'm going to dig, dig a big bunker, and I'm going to save up food for seven years, and that's where I'm going to live. You don't think they'll know where you're at? You understand, this is, there's no escape. Oh, you're just trying to scare us, Pastor. I'm telling you what the Word of God says. Remember, death, which took a holiday under the fifth trumpet, now moves into an angry vengeance. What's the result? Mass destruction. So who's watching this? Last point, guys, the audience. Look at verse 20 and 21. But verse 20, he says, but the rest of mankind, these are the guys who were not killed by these plagues, did not repent of the works of their hands, that they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which can neither see nor hear, nor walk, and they did not repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immoralities or their thefts. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is going to be a time, guys, where people are so in love with darkness and so bound by their idolatry that their love for violence and perversion That even when the world is being destroyed around them and lives are being taken, they say, mm mm, not going to repent. Not going to repent. Listen, guys, listen. This is really hard to believe. But we see this happening in our own nation, do we not? Do we not? Jesus said in Matthew 24, one of the characteristics of the time leading to his coming would be like in the days of Noah. The days of Noah, the days of Lot, they were marked with what? Increase in violence, sexual immorality, and perversion. And that, my friends, is a description of the day and age that we are living with, especially here in the U.S. Violence, constantly reminding of, of shootings, and and, and and just violence. Guys, we live in a world where we applaud violence. We want the bad guy to win. You guys know this. I don't have to bring up the news, but you know this. Our world has gone crazy. Statistically, consider this, guys. Statistically, from 1990, just to 1999... 20 years ago, the murder rate tripled from 1.5 murders per 100,000 to 6.8 per 100,000, and it's even doubled since then. My friend Ray that was here on Sunday, guess what he said? He said, right now they have 42, this is, this is they're on record page, 42 homicides in Albuquerque right now. They're on record pace to break everything. They had like, total last year, like 60 some. They're on 42 right now, and it's only April. Well, bro, what are the police doing? You know what the police are doing? Hey, we can't get involved because... And so people. This is real world, guys. This is real world. This is real world. Since 1960, guys, the U.S. News and World Reports has an increase of 371% increase in school violence. 371. Every day, approximately 100,000 children are assaulted in school. I'm not talking about, hey, we got in a little scuffle, we went to fight, next thing we're friends. That's not what I'm I'm talking about. I'm talking about violence, guys. Additionally, over 5,000 teachers are threatened with physical violence and over 200 are actually attacked. Hi, little Johnny. You get a, you get a D today. What? Ah! You know? This is what's going on. How about this? In our world, sexual immorality on a given day in America, 480 teenagers get sexually transmitted diseases. 1,115 teenagers have abortions. 2,781 teens get pregnant. 8,400 teens become sexually active. And did you know that one out of five Americans now suffer from STDs? 56 million people in the United States are infected with an STD or STI now and more than half of those suffer sexual disease that are incurable. It's a heart issue, guys. It's a heart issue. It's a heart issue. How do I know? How do I know? Ask me that question. How do you know? I'll tell you how I know, guys, because the reality is I have the privilege of being able to coach a first and second grade basketball team. And you know what the reality is? The reality is, is that we're running kids from, from softball to baseball to basketball to, I mean, all, all the time. And we get, we get email. well, my, my daughter can't make it because she's going to be here, here. And I'm going, but what about God? You see, on Wednesday night in children's ministry, where are they learning about God? No, they're being, they're being rushed here and there. They're not learning about God. It's a hard issue. You go well. What did coronavirus do? You saw, You know what COVID did? It brought people back home, but the moment pff, we hit the road running, I'll tell you why. Because we closed the church down too. And 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 guys, I mean, we have to go over. We have to go after the heart of our teens. But it gets worse because in our nation, there's, there's perversion. How so? Guys, pornography is big business, okay? According to the U.S. News report, the industry has grossed an estimated $15 billion each year. Pornography. Guys, homosexuality, same-sex marriages, child molesters, child pornography, the list goes on and on and on and on. You go, why, Ben? Because hearts are growing harder and harder as society gets darker and darker and darker. And even though there's more killing and more people are dying of AIDS, we don't see any repentance. We ask the Holy Spirit to fall on us so that we would be afresh, but only if it's, only if it's convenient, only if it's not going to bring me to a place where I have to change. But that's what we need. We need God's Holy Spirit in our lives. Guys, this is what we're talking about. And here's what, I want you to notice the connection between verses 20 and 21. They didn't repent. People are dying in the masses, plagues, blah, 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 crazy. No, no thanks. I like my idol. I like my idol. Because they didn't repent, guys, in their worship of their demons and their idols. What happens? As a result, guys, in verse 21, murders, drug abuse, pornography, sexual immorality, thefts, all that's going to go down. So let's just say, for the sake of talking, let's just talk, okay? We decide, oh, we're not going to go in the rapture. We're going to hang out here. So we see all of that we learned, gone. You understand, right? Gone. We see the trees, Santos, burn up. We see we can't go fishing anymore. There's no fish. Salt water, fresh water, all gone. We can't do that. It smells so bad, guys, that we have to wear a mask because it smells so bad because there's no wind. There's no wind. We have dead, rotting flesh. We decide to stay. I mean, think about this. I mean, think about all the catastrophes, and then and then we're gonna stick around, and then here's the thing. Then we see all of our friends and we see family and we see World News Report and all these people dying and these wicked, ugly demons coming out of the abyss, and all of this stuff. And we decide, nah, we're still gonna we're still gonna worship our idols, we're still gonna murder, we're still gonna and they're stealing from us, and, and I mean that's the world we live in. Listen. That's, that's the world, a world without God. That's a world without God. This is the world that we see people pushing for. This is the world we see people pushing for, a world without God. We don't want your God. We don't want your God. We don't want you anything to do with Jesus. Don't mention Jesus. And when we're asked to pray, we say, amen, and a woman, and we don't take it serious. But there's something here I want you to see, guys. If you're taking note, jot this down. Psalm 96, verse 5 says this, for all the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Do you guys see that? You go, what does that mean? In the Greek Septuagint guy's version, it says that all the gods of the peoples are demons. Okay? You go, what does that mean? Here's what it implies. Behind every idol is a demon. You go, well, like what? Well, it's the one thing that people fail to realize. As we try to analyze why so many people get hooked on drugs, why did this happen? As they try to determine... Why there is an increase in violence and murders occurring in our nation. Why we stand and we go, What's wrong with the kids? Are guns too accessible? We need gun control. We ask, Is it movies? Is it music? Is it video games? What's the issue? Why are more, more and more people getting hooked on pornography? It's really simple, guys. Back in the day, back, 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 pornography was not readily available like it is today. You literally had to go and buy a magazine and you were so embarrassed that you said, Oh, no, I'm not going to do this. And if you happen to find one, maybe you found one out in the streets and you shared it with your friends, but today, they're pushing it in your face. What's the problem? What's the problem? Why are there currently right now over 18 million alcoholics in the US? And that number is increasing by 73,000 people each year. Add coronavirus to that, add a pandemic to that, and that went through the roof. You understand, our liquor stores last year went up 6 to 800%. You go, well, what what, what do we need to see? Jot this down, guys. Here's the thing that we must see. You go, what's that? The source behind all of these demonic spirits is their sole desire to get their hooks into people and to generation. We need to understand that there's a spiritual issue involved. There's a real spirit being at work. Oh, I'm not talking about, oh, the devil made me do it type of thing. But listen, when a person exposes himself to those types of things, guys, they're opening the door to demonic to get a foothold in their life. We know it. Some of us are saved from all of that, pulled out of that by by the hand of God. But we need to understand these are good people that all the enemy wants to do is just get them pulled in, pulled in. He doesn't play. He doesn't care about your life. He wants to do this. We ask ourselves, guys, why these people commit these horrible murders? What was the idol in their heart? What was the demon behind that? Guys, it's, it's a soul issue. You see, it was two weeks ago, I say a friend, an acquaintance from our sister church in Amarillo, decided in, 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 in about the middle of his life that, that he wanted to, you know, become very muscular, to have a great bod, to, to have the six-pack abs, to, but you know, it's hard. It's hard to get, get that. So what he decided to do is, is, is to take some enhancements, some things to help him. to Look big. I don't know the story, but here's what I've been told. That got a hold of him Changed his thinking. Now, now he was a believer. He he changed his thinking. The last two weeks of his life became, he was just incoherent. He couldn't stay, stay as single. And people were just kind of freaked out about it. Until one day he went home and he took a gun and he shot his wife and killed her and then killed himself. This is real life, church. The demon got the, his hold on that life because we let that in without discernment and without... We've got to have that, guys. we got to have accountability. we got to have counsel. Hey, Pastor Ben, I see that you're, you, man. Listen, you you swelled up real good. Hey, that, wow, your your arms, you're big. Yeah, what are you? You're pretty? What are you doing, my friend? What? Are you, no, seriously, what are you doing? What? And you know, if I'm angry at you, there's something wrong. But see, accountability and discernment—we've got to, We we cannot. And, and I mean, think add that across. That's real life, church. That's real life. But add that across the board to to alcohol. How does it how does it happen? Hey, just Hey bro, let's just have a beer. Hey bro, come on, you can have a beer, bro. You don't think that you don't think the enemy's trying to get you guys hooked on pornography? Hooked. It gives you those little sound bites, those little those little videos just enough. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Click, 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 pull. oh, oh, and then, oh, okay, okay. And what happens, guys, is eventually the Word of God says that it sears our conscience to where it doesn't bother us anymore. And we go, click. Yeah. I'm not hooked, bro. I'm not hooked. Can you go without it? Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Guys, this is, this is, this is what he's saying. This is what he's saying. Well, let's close our Bible study with this, guys. What about us here today? How does this apply to me? Well, look on the screen. Let's let's go to Romans 1, 28 to 32. Paul writing to the Romans says this. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to what? a debased mind, to do those things which are not fitting, and being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, they are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who... Know the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death. Not only do they do the same, but they also approve of those who practice them. You go, okay, wow. But here's what I want you to see. Catch that last one. Catch that last one. You go, what's that? It says this. Who, knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death. Not only do the same but approve of those who practice such things. Notice what he says. Those who approve of such things. Wait, 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 wait. I don't approve of that kind of lifestyle. Well, see, the word approve here, listen to me, the word approve here could literally be translated takes pleasure in. You go, well, what's the exhortation? Guys, be careful, saints. Be careful, saints. Be careful that we don't take pleasure in the things that are not pleasing to God. Guard your hearts. Guard your hearts. Why? Because here's what I found. In my life, it's usually the area of entertaining, entertainment. TV, be careful what I allow in my home. Movies, movies, be careful what you pay to watch. Don't pay to poison your mind. Be careful. It wants to to get its hooks in you. Internet, be careful men, be careful women. I heard of a pastor who was doing research on internet pornography ended up being hooked on internet pornography. What about books? Oh, books are good. But what about those romance novels that glorify sex outside of marriage? Like, wow. See, my prayer, my prayer is that when we read about these trumpets being blown, guys, that it's a purpose to wake us, to wake us up. Okay, okay. And my prayer, guys, it will result in a spiritual awakening in us. Oh, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. Occult a call to war in our individual families and lives individually. My prayer, guys, for us and myself is that we wouldn't be guilty of the same mistake here that those that we're reading about. Why? Because they didn't repent no matter what. And they look at Pastor Ben and go, ha, you're just a fanatic. Nah, I like my life. Instead, guys... My heart to yours that we would desire purity l- then we would have a greater love for Jesus, amen, Father. We thank you for your word tonight and the truth in your word. We love you so much, God, Lord. this has been eye opening and and lord i'm I got to preaching here, but god you uh you know you know my heart lord and and i 'm sorry for my sin. And I just ask, God, that you would cleanse us from all unrighteousness and ungodliness. Lord, I pray for anybody here, anybody watching online, that through the sound of this message, God, that they would repent right now, that they would say yes to Jesus. They would open up their hearts and invite you inside, Lord, that they would see what's going on in the world and repent. And Lord, through this pandemic that we've walked through, we've seen lots of people die, and we've had loved ones that died, God. But it's nothing compared to what you your word just told us tonight. Father, we're only in chapter 9. So forgive us of our sins, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love to hear from you and see you in person at the church. You can find our contact information, location, and even give a donation at calvarychapellubbock.church. We'll see you next time on the podcast. Until then, may God bless you and your family.